Welcome to the Project Fitness Podcast for fitness professionals and fitness enthusiasts who want to be better at life. Fitness is the greatest investment of anyone's life. However, it's not easily obtained, and anyone who says different is just plain wrong. Join award-winning personal trainer and strength conditioning coach Chris Fudge every Monday as he explores all aspects of fitness that can lead you to your optimal health. This podcast is brought to you by the Ready State Virtual Mobility Coach. Dr. Sturette is a movement and mobility coach for players in the NFL, MLB, NHL, and NBA, plus a doctor of physical therapy. Kelly has created a program called Virtual Mobility Coach. Every day, Virtual Mobility Coach gives you guided mobility videos. It walks you step-by-step through Kelly's proven techniques to relieve pain, improve range of motion, and improve performance. Try it completely free for two weeks, and if you decide to continue, you can get 10% off for life using the promo code PROJECT10. Hurry up, because the code expires October 1st. Welcome to another episode of the Project Fitness Podcast, 10-Minute How-Tos, and today I'm going to talk about how to train with your menstrual cycle. Now, this might sound a little bit odd coming from me. Obviously, I have no practical experience when it comes to training through your menstrual cycle, but I do have some experience working with clientele. And I'm going to talk a little bit about that, things that I've used that's worked quite well. And then also, I'm going to talk about someone who is significantly more experienced and who could add a lot of value and someone we're going to try to actually get on the podcast. So first, let's talk about what what I've done and where this came from. Over the years, I've worked with a lot of female clients. And then what would happen is sometimes they would say to me things like, Chris, I'm starting my cycle, so we have to go easy tomorrow. Or, you know, it's very possible that on day three, I'm not going to be in any condition to train at all. So can we move around our schedule session? And then I would always just, you know, out of pure ignorance, be like, okay, absolutely. Whatever you, whatever you think is best, let's follow suit with that. Then I have some clients who would have no side effects. They or they never talked about it, but we would still train and everything would be as normal. So I found that kind of interesting. And then I started having conversations with different clients. And then the conversations turned into questions. And what I found was that not everybody responds the same. Everybody's a little bit different. So what I'd have to start doing was customize their training protocols based around how they deal with their cycle. For strength training, it became quite simple. In strength training, we usually run four to eight week cycles of training with increasing intensities, increasing volumes, and then we would scale those in a reverse order for different purposes. We might bias one of three exercises for a two-week period, then the other one, then the other one. We might spend a whole four-week cycle biasing one lift, such as the bench press. We still do the other exercises, but we might just put a lot more time into the bench press. Over time, when I work with someone, I can, I can get a feel for how much can they take, what's too little, And then I can program in what I call recovery weeks. In the strength training world, we'd call these deload weeks. Well, I call them recovery weeks. A deload week is to deload your body, deload the total volume, deload the total intensity, or a variation of that. When I program a recovery week, week, the purpose is to allow your body to recover by adding in things that increase your recovery. These could be ice baths. These could be Hot, hot saunas. These could be booking a massage. These could be booking treatments. These could be increasing total calories. These could be decreasing volume, decreasing intensity, reducing one workout, reduce the frequency of one exercise. 
There's a lot of variations I've used. Myself as a fascial stretch therapy practitioner with my one-on-one clients, I would also program in fascial stretch therapy sessions that week. Anything to allow them to recover so when they go to the next week, they're better than they were prior. Well, I found a similar approach that I can do with females who are on their cycle. The first thing is, is I have to get some information. I have to ask them, when's it bad? When's it worse? When do you feel good? When do you feel bad? And then play around with different variables there. What I have found with most people when they are on their cycle is their performance is not as good. Their ability to handle the volume is reduced. Their ability to generate as much force is reduced. So what I would usually do is on that week for those specific types of clients, it'd be like a mini recovery week. I'll give you an example. One client specifically had difficulty doing exercises around the sumo deadlift or wide stance variations. Her hips and her groin did not feel good. They were significantly more lax. And we know why that would be. So because of the laxity there and the lack of stability, we would remove that exercise altogether. Then what would happen is, is some clients started giving titles for different weeks. So then I would actually program them in. So we would have, as someone would say, a shark week. Hey, this is shark week. And then the week after, you know, is strong week. And then the week after is average week. And then the week before their cycle would be weak week where they feel weaker. And then some clients be different. The week before their cycle is when they actually felt strongest. The week of their cycle, they may have felt average. The week after, they may have felt average and so forth. So collecting as much data allowed me to identify when do they feel the best? And that's what I'm going to push them the most. When do they feel the worst? And that's where I'm going to reduce it the most. And then also the average weeks or the in-betweens. Now, that was my approach. That is my approach. It's worked quite well. The key thing is the communication that I have with those athletes and those clients that I found it to be effective. Now, there's a much better way to do this. And I know because I heard someone talk about it. It was suggested by a client of mine to check out this podcast with Dr. Stephanie Estima. Dr. Estima was recently on the Primal Blueprint podcast. She's the author of The Betty Body, A Geeky Goddess Guide to Intuitive Eating, Balanced Hormones, and Transformative Sex. She's a doctor by trade. She talks about the menstrual cycle as a sacred rhythm. It's what brings about life. It is a vital sign of health. And in her book, she talks doing certain things to allow you to go through your cycle with minimal discomfort or feel pretty good. She talks about different things such as stress reduction techniques, the power of morning routines, evening routines, the power of sunlight as foundational basics can have directional massive impacts on their cycle. One thing that was quite interesting to me was the role of nutrition and how she's a big advocate of ketosis and using ketosis or a ketogenic style diet for her clients. She mentions in there about doing a ketogenic diet for about 28, 29 day cycle prior, but not your standard ketogenic diet that she has called the bacon, butter, burgers, and repeat diet. What she wants to do is she wants the body ingesting resistant starches. So those food sources are for the microbiome. And you can find those as like green bananas, green banana flour, potatoes, raw potatoes, the starch, even cold rice, which is really interesting because on the episode I had with Dr. Norm Rollard, and he talks about starving certain bacteria for people who who suffer from SIBO, small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, 
And for people who suffer from SIBO, you would not want to do this. But she's talking about for women who have a lot of you know period cramps, they have a lot of discomforts, heavy spotting. What she suggests is to actually ingest more of these types of resistant starches to assist with feeding the microbiome. And then what's going to happen there is postbiotics are going to be formed, which are also known as like short-chain fatty acids. And one of these short-chain fatty acids is known as butyrate. And butyrate helps with carb cravings. It, it helps with repairing the lining of the gut. It helps with sleep. It helps with a whole bunch of things. So she encourages, you know, ingesting those types of foods at a certain time of the month to prevent some of that stuff. I thought that was very interesting. I'm like, okay, this is, this is an expert. We got to get this expert on the show. And then she talks about after going through a 28, 29 day ketosis protocol, then structuring things differently from week to week. What she likes to do is she has like on a week one and a week three, week one, she calls a bleed week or during your bleed week, she would actually have some form of restricted food. She'd want people participating in things like fast fasting. She wants a ketogenic approach of like a 70, 20, 10, 70% of your diet's fats, 20% is going to be protein, 10% is carbohydrates. She was also an advocate of looking for quality foods. So I don't imagine she's a big fan of people having like pepperette sticks, a tub of sour cream for breakfast. She likes week two and four to actually increase the carb count and increase the protein. So she mentioned in week two of the menstrual cycle, estrogen and testosterone rise. So to support this, you want to have more protein. Obviously, things in protein like leucine creates more protein synthesis. She's a big advocate of increasing the protein for that support. And then also increasing carbohydrate to produce more insulin. Insulin helps with preservation of muscle mass. And in that week of a woman's month, she's going to be producing more estrogen and testosterone. She says, you know what? If your body's going to produce more testosterone anyway, let's feed it. Let's make it produce as much as possible to maintain a lean muscle mass we have. And on week four, which would be the week before her cycle hits, she wants a total increase in calories, increasing the total calories by 10 or 15% because your basal metabolic rate or your BMR increases this week as well. So it's not an advocate of dieting a week before your cycle hits. I can think of a lot of times when I work with people and their body composition is a goal, their body fat reduction is a goal. And they say, hey, my cycle is coming up next week. I'm getting tons of cravings this week. What could I do? What could I do? So I've always been an advocate of trying to increase protein and fat during that week. And for some people it works, but not everyone. Her approach, I haven't heard of before. She's got a book out. I'm going to get my hands on that sucker and read it real quick. But her approach states that increasing your total calories here because your body is prepping you anyway for a hard week. Anyway, you need more calories. So you don't have to actually increase just one like protein or fat. You can increase carbs, fats, and protein, total calories, and then it should help you feel a little bit more satiated and allow you to be in better position to get through. The takeaway from this one here is I have an approach when it comes to training. It involves a lot of communication. Looking at four weeks, when do you feel your best? When do you feel your worst? When do you feel average? Give them creative names if you'd like. And then programming each week for that individual. The key thing, the key thing is always communication. Having that trust, open door conversations with the client, with the athlete, and myself, the coach, to identify what works best, what doesn't, and you become your own data. And there's nothing that can lie with your data. Your data will be the best thing. Dr. Stephanie has a different approach that she uses with her background including nutrition. And I would love to get her on the show, have her talk about it in more detail. But again, she's the author of the book, The Betty Body, The Geeky Goddess Guide to Intuitive Eating. 
balanced hormones and transformative sex. That sounds like a pretty interesting episode. Don't forget to put the kids to bed. That's our 10 minute how to train with your menstruation. Never stop learning because life never stops teaching. If you've learned at least one thing from this podcast and your mission is to help other people, please share this podcast with them. And a reminder, we will be releasing one episode every Monday for the entire year. So make sure to hit subscribe so you get the updated information as soon as possible. Today is the first day of the rest of your life. And thank you so much for allowing me to be part of it.